Greetings, family, and welcome to today's Bible College curriculum for January the 15th. A Proven Success, articles by Kennedy Gloria Copeland. All right, let's go ahead and uh, pray, and we'll take communion, and then we'll have our reading and scripture reading. Thank you again. I pray that you're in good spirits, good health, and God has given you the words to chew on, the words of meditation, words of progress to fill our spirits while we're going to work or dealing with something. Just thank God for the problem and get out of the way. Just like a bullfighter, here comes the problem, here comes the bull. And you say, thank you, God, with your flag, and you get out of the way. Don't get in the middle of it, for the Lord says, the battle is the Lord's. The Lord says, I will repay. The Lord says, do not be dismayed, I am with you. Do not be confused, I am your God. I will hold you in my hands, I will fix you up. All will be well. Just thank me for the situation and get out of the way. Get into the, the well of joy and happiness and peace. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Welcome again. Please go and hurry and get your commune elements so we can do communion and acknowledge our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this morning. A lot of reports come in of people with severe illnesses. They start doing this, doing communion, looking at our Savior on the cross, and it takes away our ailments. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and uh, do that. Let's take the bread and say, Thank you, Lord, that we don't work for food, but we work for the kingdom of God, the bread that comes from heaven. Lord, we acknowledge that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. He gave up his ghost. He gave up his spirit. Willingly went to the cross to die for us. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for giving us, Lord God, your life, eternal life. Thank you for the work you did for us, Lord. Took the blame. Took the hits, the slashes, the lashes, Lord took, Lord God, in the heavens. We took all the, the hurts and the and they tore into your skin, Lord Jesus. And Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for taking that punishment for us, for me. You did this on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for your love. Let's accept that love right now by eating the bread of life. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for making things right. Thank you for fulfilling your word, your purpose in our lives. We say yes to the cross. Yes, I believe. I believe and I'll receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. And then Jesus took the, the cup and he said, This is my blood shed for you for the remission of sins. 
Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the New Testament, the Word of God, that gives us new life eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that makes us whole and makes us brand new. Thank you for taking away all the hurts, Lord, and disappointments, all the sickness and disease, all the poverty and the loneliness, Jesus. Thank you for making us right with the Father. Thank you for making us right with ourselves and everyone else, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for that love in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and take up the blood, please. opens the door to miracles. Our actions points the way to a, a brighter, newer life in Christ Jesus. Let him praise him and thank him for his holiness. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, cleansing us and sanctifying us through his actions. We're restored once again we're restored physically, mentally, financially, socially. We're restored to do the good works the Lord has called us to do. It's His workmanship. is His remarkable skills working in us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and read for today's uh, lecture. A proven success. Luke 15 21, 22, and verse 24. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. For this is my son, was lost and is found. Luke 15, 21, 22, and 24. And now for the teaching. Prove yourself. In today's world, that's what you constantly feel you have to do, right? On the job, among friends, even at home, you're always working to win the approval you need. Working to convince those around you that you deserve the salary, the friendship, and even the love they give you. Is there any escape? You better believe there is. It's called grace, unearned and undeserved favor and acceptance. And there's only one place you can find it in the heart of God himself. There's no better picture of God's grace in action than in the story of the prodigal son. Few of us today can really feel the impact of the story like those first Jewish listeners Jesus told it to. You see, by their standards, the prodigal son had committed some of the most despicable acts possible. He not only taken advantage of his father and spent his inheritance in rearious living, he left the nation of Israel and made a covenant with a foreigner, a pig farmer. That was as low as you could get. In their eyes, the boy's rebellion was so serious, his father's only recourse was to disown him. But that's not what his father did. He welcomed his repentant son home with open arms. He offered him grace, unmerited favor, 
that was based on the Father's love rather than the Son's performance. Next time you catch yourself struggling to make up to God for something you've done wrong, working to win His approval, let the story of the prodigal son set you free. Let it remind you that, in spite of your sins, your Father has received you with open arms. He's put a robe of righteousness on your back and His signet ring on your hand. He's put the shoes of sonship on your feet. Do you feel unworthy of all that? Sure you do. You were unworthy of it. But God hasn't based His relationship with you on your unworthiness. He's based it on His love and on Jesus' worthiness. You don't have to struggle to prove yourself to Him. And as far as He's concerned, you're a proven success. Scripture reading is Luke 15, 11 to 32. Jesus told him another story. Once a man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Give me my share of the property. So the father divided his property between his two sons. Not long after that, the younger son packed up everything he owned and left for a foreign country, where he wasted all his money in wild living. He had spent everything. When a bad famine spread through the whole land, Soon he had nothing to eat. He went to work for a man in that country, and the man sent him out to take care of the pigs. He would have been glad to eat what the pigs were eating, but no one gave him a thing. Finally, he came to his senses and said, My father's workers have plenty to eat, and here I am starving to death. I will go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you. I am no longer good enough to be called your son. Treat me like one of your workers. The younger son got up and started back to his father. But when he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt sorry for him. He ran to his son and hugged and kissed him. The son said, Father, I have sinned against God in heaven and against you. I am no longer good enough to be called your son. But his father said to the servants, Hurry and bring the best clothes and put them on him. Give him a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Get the best calf and prepare it so we can eat and celebrate. This son of mine was dead but has now come back to life. He was lost and has now been found. And they began to celebrate. The older son had been out in the field, but when he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants over and asked, Hey, what's going on here? The servant answered, Your brother has come home safe and sound, and your father ordered us to kill the best calf. The older brother got so angry that he would not even go into the house. His father came out and begged him to go in. But he said to his father, For years I have worked for you like a slave and have always obeyed you, but you have never even given me a little goat so that I could give a dinner for my friends. This other son of yours wasted your money on prostitutes, and now he has come home. You order the best calf to be killed for a feast? His father replied, My son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we should be glad and celebrate. 
Your brother was dead, but he is now alive. He was lost and has now been found. Amen and man. In Jesus' name, be it unto us according to the word. Amen. Amen. Now let's go to the 16th teaching from Faith to Faith, Daily Devotional. A hidden treasure. The sower soweth the word. Mark 4.14 Right now, at this very moment, you have hidden within you a treasure that can change the world. A treasure that can change a man's eternal destiny that can take him to heaven and save him from hell. A treasure that can turn a person's poverty into prosperity. His sickness into health his sorrow into joy. You have within you all the powerful word of God. You have within you all powerful word of God. Don't keep it to yourself. Plant it wherever you go. Sow it in the hearts of those you meet. Share it at every opportunity. But I don't know how, you may say. Then start learning. Let these three steps help guide the way. One, make a decision. Make up your mind and heart today that you are going to share the word with others no matter what. Determine right now that it's the most important thing you'll ever do. Commit to it. Once you've done that, you'll find the rest is easy. Two, prepare yourself. Spend time meditating in the word each day. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. That will make it easier for you to minister to others. You'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and be able to hear His voice. He'll help you know what to say in each situation. Three, stay in faith. Once you share the word with someone, trust God for the results. The word of God does not return void, even if they seem indifferent to you, even if it appears the word had no effect. Keep believing. Your faith will keep that word alive inside them and eventually it will do its transforming work you have hidden within you a treasure that can change the world what are you going to do with it today amen and amen let's go ahead and reread this again i'm going to stand up and do it because and add some more of the recovery bible because i believe there's an incredible amount of gems and gold nuggets in this passage i'm really excited one of the most exciting passages about the bible that i love is this one right here so let's go in a little deeper and read it again hang on please appreciate you Sixteen of september Bible College Curriculum Teaching for Today, A Hidden Treasure. The Sower Soweth the Word, Mark 4.14, article by Kenny Copeland. Right now, at this very moment, you have hidden within you, inside you, a treasure that can change the world, a treasure that can change a man's eternal destiny, that can take him to heaven and save him from hell. A treasure that can turn a person's poverty into prosperity, his sickness into health, 
his sorrow into joy. You have within you all-powerful Word of God. Don't keep it to yourself. Plant it wherever you go. Sow it into the hearts of those you meet. Share it at every opportunity. But I don't know how, you may say. Then start learning. Let these three steps help guide the way. One, make a decision. Make up your mind and heart today that you are going to share the word with others no matter what. Determine right now that it's the most important thing you'll ever do. Commit to it. Once you've done that, you'll find the rest is easy. Two, prepare yourself. Spend time meditating in the Word each day. <clears throat> Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. That will make it easy for you to minister to others. You'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and be able to hear His voice. He'll help you know what to say in each situation. Three, stay in faith. Once you share the Word with someone, trust God for the results. The Word of God does not return void. Even if they seem indifferent to you, even if it appears the Word has no effect, keep believing your fate will keep that Word alive inside them. <clears throat> I said your fate will keep that Word alive inside of them. And eventually it will do its transforming work. If you have to say to them, I love you and I forgive you while they're screaming at you. You have hidden within you, remember, a treasure that can change the world. What are we going to do with it today? We're going to get on and get on after it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 1-7 through seven say, Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this, this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhand methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the Word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see that glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, which is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Amen. Now remember, if we refuse to recognize the sins in our lives, we are in denial and are headed for destruction. If Satan has blinded us to our sins and addictions, we cannot accept the gift of forgiveness that God offers us through a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
The only way to overcome the powerful effects of our sins is to admit our helplessness and entrust our lives to God. He will help us take an honest inventory of our lives and empower us to change. But we begin the process by shedding our denial and accepting the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. When we entrust our lives to God, two things happen. Sometimes confusing processes are inedible. Sometimes they're working together. One on one hand, the body's physical deterioration and eventually death are inedible. And as are the distressing trials that accompany life on this earth. On the other hand, our spirit is being renewed, preparing us day by day for the overwhelming glory and blessing we will experience in the presence of God throughout eternity. If we trust God to help us in our troubles now, we can look beyond those troubles to the everlasting joy He has for us in eternity. The fact that God is preparing a new body and a better home for us at the end of our physical lives cannot be proven scientifically. It must be accepted by faith because God told us in Hebrews 11.1, 1, such faith always pleases God and it helps us overcome our great fear of death the doorway to our eternal life with God. It is important in recovery that we entrust our lives to God and seek to please Him. Knowing that God wants to give us something special after this life can give us confidence and motivate us to trust Him now. And remember, trust is a decision. It's a solid decision, not a continual fact. Says, I am determined and I choose to trust God and that's it. I'm not continually trusting him that I have to keep working my trust. The buck stops here. We trust God right now in the now in the now. We thank him and we praise him and we give him all the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. And that, my folks, brings joy and confidence. That solid trust we have in our hearts and our minds. Amen and amen. Thank you for coming on today's reading. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lift up his counts and give you peace. And establish you in every which way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.